What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 198 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story? In the U.S., we still don't have as many COVID tests as we need. And when people can get their hands on tests, they're not always reliable. But first, here's what happened in virus news today. The UK added London to its watch list of potential pandemic hotspots as coronavirus cases surge across the country. The move is fueling fears that the capital, which recorded 620 new COVID-19 cases on Thursday, could face the kind of local lockdown measures imposed on other cities. Though no new restrictions will be put on London immediately, its designation as an area of concern means extra testing will be made available, according to London councils. In China, annual vaccine capacity is expected to reach 610 million doses by year-end and 1 billion doses by the end of 2021. That's according to Zheng Zhongwei, an official at the National Health Commission. At a briefing in Beijing, Zheng said prices will be affordable for the public, but did not give specifics. No serious cases of adverse reaction were reported yet in an emergency use program of China's inoculations. And finally, in the next few days, the world will officially record one million deaths from COVID-19. But the real tally might be almost double that. Actual fatalities from the worst pandemic in a century may be closer to 1.8 million. The death toll could grow to as high as 3 million by the end of the year. Both projections are according to Alan Lopez, a laureate professor and director of the University of Melbourne's Global Burden of Disease Group. The coronavirus's rapid spread and transmission by people without symptoms mean that it has moved faster than our ability to do widespread testing. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. And now for today's main story. Six months into the coronavirus pandemic, the U.S. is still hamstrung by testing efforts. There simply aren't enough COVID-19 tests. And even when there are tests available, they aren't always reliable. 
Here's reporter Kristen V. Brown on the free-for-all that U.S. coronavirus testing has become. Last month, when 19 people at a nursing home in Needham, Massachusetts, suddenly tested positive for COVID-19, it sent the facility into a tailspin. But North Hill communities hadn't had any positive tests for weeks. It was a gut punch. That's North Hill CEO Ted Owens. He was especially worried because in the U.S., more than a third of deaths from the novel coronavirus have been connected to nursing homes. Massachusetts long-term care facilities were especially hard hit. Emotionally, you, you get to the point where in the beginning, as people were dying, it was very stressful for the staff. And then things calmed down, things tapered down. You kind of got used to it. You know, you reach some sort of new normal, not completely, but you kind of adjusted to where things were. And then suddenly you go probably three weeks with no positives. And then suddenly you have 19 positives that came out of the blue. At the height of the pandemic, dozens of staff members and residents had contracted the virus and nine residents had died. But they had figured things out and put infection control measures in place. Ted said that those positive results had instilled fear throughout the nursing home, that a second wave of infection had come to the facility. But it turned out there wasn't a new wave of virus sweeping through the nursing home. The problem was the test. North Hill was one of about 60 nursing homes in Massachusetts that contracted with a Boston company called Origin. Origin is better known as a consumer DNA testing company and not a very serious one. One of its tests actually hunts for superhero genes. But Ted didn't know any of this when he started using the company. In late June, the state ordered all nursing homes to do regular surveillance testing and gave them less than three weeks to set up a testing program. Ted doesn't know how he heard about Origin. He just knows it was a scramble to find any company that could complete the amount of testing he needed every week. At one point, the state did recommend origin to nursing homes. My analogy is it was like, okay, we're telling you that from now on you have to fly. Well, how do I fly? That's up to you. You figure that out. I'm just telling you what you need to do. And that's kind of what they did with the surveillance testing. They said, you need to do the surveillance testing and it's up to you to figure out how to get it done. A few weeks into surveillance testing, when all of those positive results came back, Ted thought it seemed odd. And he told the state health department that. But he still had to treat the results seriously. He sent the 18 staff members who tested positive home and asked other staff to work overtime. He isolated the one resident who had tested positive. And he sent out a letter to all the family members of residents telling them what had happened. And as you would expect, it threw everyone into a panic. We were in scramble mode. So the first thing we did was we, we started to do a complete audit of all our infection control procedures to try and figure out. Initially, we just assumed that somewhere there was a source of infection and we had missed it. 
It turned out that North Hill wasn't the only nursing home in Massachusetts going through this fire drill. A state investigation found that the company returned almost 400 false positive results. At least 11 nursing homes were impacted. False positives are almost always the result of a laboratory error. They usually mean that somehow a sample was contaminated. This happens sometimes, but labs are supposed to have checks in place to catch those errors. The state said that Origin didn't. For Ted, that meant spending tens of thousands of dollars in overtime and sick time and trying to figure out where the virus had come from. It also meant really scaring people for no reason. Think about the fear that this instills in these 85, 90-year-old people who are scared to begin with about this whole thing. And, you know, we spend months trying to get them to calm down, to convince them that we're doing everything we can to keep them safe, that we're following all the protocols that are sent to us by CDC, the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. Now, this wasn't the first time that Origin had run into lab issues. Last year, I reported a story in which former employees said that the company had generally troubling lab practices, including tampering with results. At the time, the company said that the former employees were disgruntled and called their accounts grossly inaccurate. A few years ago, Origin also grabbed headlines for not distinguishing a difference between DNA from a dog and DNA from a person. But Origin is not even close to the only company that has had issues with its test. Here is Davy Smith, the head of the Division of Infectious Diseases and Global Public Health at the University of California, San Diego. At the beginning of the epidemic, the CDC realized that there was going to be quality control issues, right? So they said only we could test, and that allowed them to have as much control over the quality because they knew exactly this is the one test that was done, this is how it was going to be diagnosed, and they would have all the data. So that's a very good top-down quality control process. The problem was there was no way the CDC could do all the tests that were necessary um, that was needed in a pandemic. So the second thing they did was, okay, you know what? Everybody has machines in all these labs all across the country, and you can do your own tests. So we can democratize testing. So go out there and go forth and test. Amidst a massive shortage of tests, the FDA basically opened the floodgates. Making a basic COVID-19 test, in theory, isn't all that difficult. A lot of labs have the equipment to do it. And Origin isn't even the weirdest company to pivot to COVID-19 testing. There are at least two companies that were previously best known for treating erectile dysfunction that also now offer coronavirus tests. Origin did receive what's known as an emergency use authorization for its test, but the review process for that is just not all that rigorous. And as of last month, labs that develop their own tests like Origin won't even have to jump through that hoop. At the moment, it's a little bit of the Wild West because the demand is so great and the supply is so small that anybody out there would, can make a test. You may recall other headlines about false results in recent months, including 77 false positives that sent the NFL spinning. The U.S. needs more tests, 
But those tests just aren't all that valuable if they're not reliable. Davy said we need better standards for internal quality control at labs, as well as a system that periodically checks to make sure labs are doing things properly, rather than just responding once an issue comes up. There are always going to be contamination issues, and there are always going to be technical issues and personnel errors and we're humans, et cetera. The trick is to be able to catch it early and to be able to have rigorous quality uh, assurance practices that are both internal. So if I run a lab, I want to make sure that my what I get my results out are reproducible and correct. And I want to be able to have an external agency that checks all my homework. Davey said the free market is supposed to produce the best, most reliable products. But he said... That is not what has happened during the pandemic. One of the things that I learned early on in this pandemic is that there wasn't, if you had a test, there wasn't any competition. You had more, the, the demand for your test was so high that there was no, everybody was after you and it didn't matter how good your quality was. The state of Massachusetts required Origin to submit a plan to fix its internal quality issues. The company is now waiting for a green light to resume testing in the state. In a statement to Bloomberg, Origin said that it is confident that it will resume operations soon and provide accurate, timely test results. The company said it has made a plan to address its shortcomings in the lab, including hiring outside consultants to review its processes and hiring a new vice president of operations and a director of quality assurance. The company said that it has conducted more than 40,000 tests, including for schools and nursing homes. It continues to sell its tests in other states. That was Kristen V. Brown. And that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Kristen V. Brown. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Francesca Levy and Rick Schein. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.